Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Just raise your hands and worship the Holy Spirit. Just raise your hands and worship God. There is nothing impossible with Him. There is nothing He cannot do. He's about to do great things in your life tonight. Great things He has done, He's doing this evening. Somebody just raise your voice and worship the Holy Spirit. To worship you, Ali. To worship you, Ali.
share that your immediate neighbor cannot understand, may not understand. This is one of those songs. So, sing it like it's personal. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty and
Tell him, God, I welcome your presence. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence here. I honor you tonight, God. I honor you tonight, God. wonderful as worshiping God in the beauty of his holiness where holiness is not a duty but it's a fruit of the regenerated spirit in Christ hey, so he says this new man has put on new this new man never says he has been recreated in true holiness true holiness true holiness true holiness now you can worship him with the understanding and in the understanding of the spirit
Someone. Praise the Lord. Today I have a very wonderful sermon. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this evening and what you are going to do in our lives. Somebody raise your faith. Start to believe for impossible things. Luke chapter 11, verses 9. Luke chapter 11, verses 9. He says, and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Somebody say amen. amen. It says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And the next verse says, for everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And the next verse says, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? And the Bible says, if you shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And the next verse says, If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more, the Bible says, shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to they that ask him. Praise God. Praise God. How much more shall the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him or of him or from him depending on which version and English you want to use now I'm going to say a lot of complicated things but in a very simple way praise God <laughs> I'll make sense don't worry the most distinct gift from God the Father is the person of the Holy Spirit are you hearing me Tell your neighbor the most distinct gift from God the Father is the person of the Holy Spirit. 
is a person of the Holy Spirit. But there are many people who have received the Spirit, speak in other tongues because they receive the Spirit, they worship the Holy Spirit, they praise the Holy Spirit, they invite Him in their meetings and say bye to Him because they don't understand His distinctions of function. They do everything with the person of the Holy Spirit, but they don't know Him to a certain extent or to the largest extent. A few things function in their lives by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. A few basic things function in their lives by the gift of the Holy Spirit. But many people do not know or understand Him fully as a person. Hallelujah. I have realized one thing that like the son asks for fish and bread, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, all we need is the Holy Spirit. When Luke 11 verse 9 is talking about asking and you shall what? Be given you. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Some people get that scripture and they think, ask for a job, it shall be given you. Seek for a wife, ye shall find. Knock on the door of a job and they'll employ you. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says and people pray and receive not because they pray amiss. Now, let me make a statement and I'll qualify it. In the mind of the spirit, there is no understanding of language that communicates to the Father an asking of things like jobs, cars, houses, marriage, ministry, etc. But many people use that portion of scripture and say, ask for a car. Ask for a job. Ask for money. But if you look at that portion of scripture, I realize he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Say it again. The Holy Spirit. Are we clear to that level? I'm still scratching surface. I'm going to go a bit deeper. And I pray that I lose none of thee. I will not. Praise God. When you receive the Holy Spirit, something happens. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 12. <laughs> God, my God. Hallelujah. He says, now we have received not the spirit of this world. Tell anybody, now we've received not the spirit of this world. Yes. He says, but the spirit which is of God. And he says, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Don't ask for a car. Ask for the Holy Ghost. If you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll know what is free. And what is free, you don't ask because it is free. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says you've not received the spirit of this, which of this world. Because the spirit of this world tells you that nothing is free. You have to work for it. That's legalism. That's the legal spirit. 
Do you know why many of you are struggling to get things? It's because you're struggling to get what the Holy Spirit in you should have revealed to you as free. And therefore you function in the spirit of this world. You function in the spirit of this world. You're after the Adamic nature, the first one. Naked came I into this world. And naked I what? I return. I came with nothing in this world. And I leave this world with nothing. That's the first man, Adam. <laughs> when a man is born again, the Bible says he is a new creature. He says, behold, the old is past and now the new. And he says, and all things are of God. 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 Now, if that new creature is of God, and all things are of God, that man does not return to the dust. Because everything of him is of God. It's not of dust. The man of the dust is returned, and the man of the spirit returns back into glory. Somebody say amen. So somebody say, ah, naked came I from my mother's womb. And naked I returned into the ground. I came with nothing in this world, and I will live with nothing. <laughs> That's Adam, the first nature. The new creature. <laughs> Man of God. The new creature, well, he didn't come with nothing. <laughs> he didn't come with nothing. Listen, the new creature is the embodiment of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does God have nothing? The Bible says all things are yours. You're the new creature. When you become born again, you did not become born again poor, so to become rich. No. He, we know the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that grace. We know that grace. One man was preaching and he said, there is no man who is as poor as the day he was born. And that was true. You understand what I'm saying? That no man was born rich. Every man is as poor as the first day they came into this earth. Because they had nothing in the flesh. But when you become born again, you didn't become born again with nothing. You don't begin the life of salvation with nothing. I don't know who I'm communicating to. You receive life from on high. Because you've received one which is Jesus Christ. Which the Bible says is full of grace and truth. You don't know the power of grace. What does 1 Timothy 1.14 say? He says that the grace of God was abundant on me. And he says that he came with much faith and what? And love. Because the grace of God was abundant on me. It came with much faith and with love in it. In other words, no man can receive grace and not walk in the gift of faith and the manifestation of love. If a man is not walking in love, he has not understood grace. If a man is not walking in love, he cannot function in faith. But the Bible says, for the law is not of faith. The moment you get into the law, you're not a person of faith. You're a person of works. The moment you distinctively walk into grace, you're a person of faith. Somebody say amen. So grace and faith are sister and brother. The law and unbelief are sister and brother. Galatians 3.12. One, two, let's go. What does it say? One, two, let's go. Uh-huh. Hey, read again. Read it again. It's not of faith. Any man who is under the law, he cannot function under 
faith. Any man which walks in faith is a man of grace. Somebody say amen. So when, 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 when Peter says, therefore grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, definitely knows that if you're growing in grace, you'll grow in love and you'll grow in faith. Somebody say amen. The new creature in Christ, when you became born again, let me explain. Genesis 1, 26, 27. Now let us make man in our own image and likeness. And his own image made he. Male and female made them. Right? He created man in his own image and likeness. In Genesis 2, 7, he says that he formed man out of dust and breathed into the nostrils of life. And that man became a living soul. Now, the man of the living soul, the living soul, because he breathed into him and he became a living soul. He breathed into him and he became a living soul. Without that breath in his spirit, it was just a form. That formed man breathed into the nostrils, the breath of life, becomes a living soul. He's not you if you're born again. You're not a man into whom God breathed the breath of life. That's the outside fellow. The inward fellow was created after the image and likeness. He was like God. He carried life. He was created with life. He wasn't just formed out and breathed into life. I don't know if that makes sense. The two seven fellow was formed, that is the outside fellow, you, and then breathed into the nostrils and he received life. But the first guy of Genesis 1, 26, 27, he was formed with life because he cannot create a man in his own image and likeness. Who is life? And it does not release, it doesn't come with life. Life was a pre-configuration of the man of the spirit. When it comes to the man of the flesh, it was just the experience that took after the man taking form. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, when we're talking about the new creature in Christ Jesus, you and I, it is the man of Genesis 1, 26, 27, entering the guy of 2, 7, the complete mystery. Of godliness. Hallelujah. That is what perfects you and I. You did not become born again as a poor man. You might have become born again and outside there were evidences of poverty. But you were not poor when you became born again. Outside there might have been evidences of weakness. But you were not weak when you became born again. Why? Because when you became born again, the Bible says you became a new creature. And the old is past. And the Bible says, and behold, all things have become new. And the next line says, and all things are of God. Your eyes are of God. Your ears are of God. Is of, are of God. Your body is of God. Your destiny is of God. Everything around you is of God. Everything is of God. When you walk, you walk of God. When you think, you think of God. When you smile, you smile of God. When you stretch your hands to the sick, you stretch of God. Hallelujah. When you view a man with a cancer, you view them like of God. Everything is of God. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That new man is not born into suffering. That new man is not born into bondage. He's not born into bondage. Therein is deception. And many people are deceived. Oh, the world is deceived. Yesterday I was somewhere and I made a small statement. And I said, there's a very thin line between light and darkness. Very thin line. Very thin line. And the boundaries that draw the form of darkness 
carry a certain, the, the whole distinction of the boundaries that, that, that draw the form of darkness is the spirit called deception. Do you understand what I'm saying? The devil is not a powerful individual. For those of you who say, we render you powerless. Do you know what it means to render the devil powerless? Do you know what it means to say, we render you powerless? That means we, 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 we see your power, now we are pronouncing you powerless. <laughs> Whoa, wait. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus says that all power and authority has been given me. All power in heaven and earth has been given me. He's powerless. We don't even need to render him. He is before we even render him. Are you hearing me? He is powerless. Even, but you hear Christians say, we break the power of Satan. We break the power. We break the power. Who gave him power? Yes, the stronghold in your brain. That thing that exalted itself high against every knowledge of Christ. And that is why we want to bring all your thoughts to captivity. To the obedience of Christ. That after your obedience is coming, all obedience is what? Punished. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is coming. But obedience does not come until you understand truth. Tell your neighbor, obedience does not come until you understand truth. Truth precedes obedience. That's the truth. Truth precedes obedience. Like the border of deception in the light, in the darkness, is the border of truth in the light. And because it is deception, darkness appears like light. That is why it says that if the light indeed be darkness, oh, how much what? Oh, how gross the darkness is. If the light indeed be darkness. That means that there are people who feel they are illuminated. Yet they are illuminated in what is darkness. There are people who think they are right in what is so wrong. And they fight for what is so wrong. Because the devil is crafty. He just didn't tell you to turn stones into bread. He knows what he's trying to do. It's more than turning stones into bread. He knows you're the son of God. He's not asking you to prove yourself. No, 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 no. Remember these testations were not just the man randomly stumbling into the things of the spirit and the devil came to tempt. No. The Bible says he was led in the wilderness by the Holy Ghost. Those are testations of every man of God who must see God. You must have a wilderness experience. Jesus had a wilderness. Paul went to Arabia. You see, he separates Moses from the house of Pharaoh. Why? Because he esteemed Christ's greater riches. He saw Christ. Then he refused to be called the son of the daughter of, uh, the son of, the daughter of Pharaoh. And he went. To look after sheep. And every Christian is separated at some point. By the Holy Ghost. Those are the deeper lines of consecration. Hallelujah. Remember that Jesus we're talking about. He was led there by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit could not lead him where he was going to be destroyed. It was. Listen. The test. Okay. Let me probably make it more, more, more distinct. God does not tempt. Neither tempteth he any man with evil. He could not have led Jesus Christ in the wilderness just to tempt him. It was not just a temptation. There were testations of every minister. There are things that are just deeper than tempting you. <laughs> are you hearing me? The devil is weak and powerless, but he's not stupid. He's crafty. The Bible calls him crafty. Tell anybody the devil is crafty. Yes, but he's without power. 
Now, some people translate that craftiness for power. They interpret that craftiness for power. And there is a lot of deception. There is many things that seem like it's light, but it's darkness. One time the Spirit of the Lord told me, if you want to enslave a man, convince them that they are free in what is not freedom. Did you hear that? If you want to enslave a man, convince them that they are free in what is not freedom. Some people don't even know what freedom is. So there are things that happen in their lives and they think it is freedom. <laughs> they think it is freedom. They get a few short fixes in their lives and they say, ah, ah I was set free. <laughs> your freedom did not begin when the disease left your body. That's deception. That is the result of your freedom. Deliverance is the result of your freedom. The physical deliverance. The healing in your body is the result of your freedom. It's not your freedom. Your freedom was purchased at the cross. Do you understand what I'm saying? When he's talking about the new creature in you, the new creature, Galatians, I think chapter 5. Is it chapter 5? He says, for, for freedom, Christ has what? Set us free. And he says, therefore, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Do you realize? When a man is born again, they are free. And Jesus is telling them, don't be bound again. In the way they used to teach us in our olden churches, when you become born again, you are bound. Some things cross with you. You have generational curses from your cousin and uncle. That judge, you understand what I'm saying? Are you following me, child of God? So, the, the, the beginning of this creature, huh, which all things are of God, begins by what? Breaking itself off stuff. Yet God says, ah, 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 ah. The beginning of salvation is to stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. For whoso the Son sets free is free indeed. These deliverances you're seeing are just results of the freedom. When I'm praying for her, they, those are just results of the freedom. They are not the freedom. She's not free today. She was free before I prayed for her. I'm just appropriating that freedom. Somebody say, I'm free. So you realize that the church then, our primary responsibility is to teach men to stay free. We were not told to, to, to deliver men. No, we're not teaching them to walk out of bondage. No, we are supposed to be teaching men to walk free. That's more beautiful. That's easier. That's the right gospel. That's the truth. We teach you how to walk free. We don't teach you how to be delivered. That's why you don't come to Fanero and I start telling you now... The demon responsible for this is called Namuzinda. The demon which is responsible for you waking up at night and walking during day and you don't see anything is called Dungu. The demon which is responsible for this is no, 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 no. We don't come in the presence of God to tell you bondage. We come in the presence of God to tell you that you are. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. But there's a little tweak by the devil. Very little tweak. And what does he do? He convinces men that they are bound. They are going what? For overnight to be free. They are going for da-da-da-da conference to be free. They are going for da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da overnight to be free. They are going for da-da-da-da-da-da-da prayer meeting to be what? To be free. Why? Because they are bound. Listen, that man is deceived. 
When you come to Fanero, you come to enjoy your freedom. That's what happens when you're here. When people are going to be delivered, oh, we are, we are going for deliverance service. No. Before you tell them, for us, we are going to enjoy our freedom in Christ. <laughs> I am free! Hey! I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. He says, we've not received the spirit which is of this world. Hallelujah. He says, but we have received the spirit which is of God, that we might what? We might know the things which are freely given to us. Give me the Amplified. The Amplified says, now, uh uh-huh, Amplified, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us, that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings. Listen, so freely, not only free, but lavishly, hallelujah, bestowed upon us by God. Tell your neighbor, I'm lavishly blessed. I'm lavishly rich. I'm lavishly anointed. I'm lavishly wise. I'm lavishly increasing. Lavishly intelligent. Lavishly beautiful. Lavishly handsome. Lavishly educated. Lavishly. Hey! Let me say it in Luganda. Lavish means okonona. You know, overfeeding a kid with ice cream until the kid is too full. That is lavishing. I'm lavished. He doesn't just want to give you money. No. He wants to lavish you with money. He just want to give you a good marriage. No. He wants to lavish you with marriage. Say that you, you walk like a spoiled kid. And somebody say, what's up? You don't look okay. No, no. I'm okay. I'm just lavished. <laughs> if you're a first time visitor, forgive us. Three men are like that. I know who I am. I know what is inside me. I know what boils inside there. I know it. Treasure in other vessels that the excellence might be of God. And the next verse says, which things we speak. Which things we speak. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, which things we speak. Verse 13. Yes. And we are setting those things forth in words not taught by human wisdom. Hallelujah. But taught by what? By the Holy Spirit. Because human wisdom doesn't know how to see you free. Because human wisdom functions under the spirit of this world. Which even in trying to make you free, it will error and create a scenario of you bound because this, the wisdom of this world can't articulate freedom he says those truths we set forth in words not taught by human wisdom but taught by the Holy Spirit and the Bible says combining and interpreting spiritual truths 
with spiritual languages to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Now, I want us to underline something there. He says, we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. First John chapter 2, verses 27. Somebody say, but the anointing. Say it again, say, but the anointing. He says, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you. Listen, but as the same anointing, the Bible says, teaches you all things. Let's reverse again. We set forth these truths in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. That means that the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is to teach you. Not to set you free from bondage. The primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is to teach you. Many people think the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is to get the fibroid out of their body. We see fibroids get out every time. You know that. Two months fall off men. Every time. We know that. But you see, that is not the primary ministry. Healing and deliverance are secondary and third ministry. Primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is to teach you. Are you hearing me? You must be a word person. You must be a word person. Because where the word is, the spirit is. For the words that I speak to you, he says they are spirit and they are life. Because ignorance is darkness. Ignorance is darkness. Ignorance is darkness. You remember in the beginning, God created the what? The earth. He says, the, the earth was without form and it was what? Void. And he says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Hebrew word there for darkness also borrows the root word, literally in Tanya, ignorance. Ignorance was on the face of the deep. That means all of that voidness and destruction, the formlessness of the earth by the devil after the fall was the total sum of ignorance. Many things happen to people because they're ignorant. Many things happen to people because they're ignorant. Honorable men are famished because of ignorance. Because they don't know the truth. And that is why there is no attack in this world like the devil holding truth from you. It's not there. Some of you think I have an attack on my wife, on my family. Those are not attacks. Those are results of the real attack. Ignorance. <laughs> Thank you. Isaiah 5.13. He says that my people have gone into captivity because they have no what? Knowledge. Have they gone into captivity because they have generational curses? No. He says my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. And their multitudes are dried up. People are dry in spirit. With thirst. Why? Because of ignorance. And the next verse says, therefore, hell has enlarged herself. So why are people going to hell? Hey, why are people going to hell? Why are people going to hell? Ignorance. And it says, and open her mouth without measure. And their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoices, 
the Bible says they shall all descend into it. And see how God says the man descends in hell with a glory. But ignorant. In the creation story, the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the earth. But there was nothing he could do where ignorance was. Nothing. He was hovering, ready to do anything he want. The earth is, the earth is all wasted. Wasted, formless. And in confusion. But there is nothing the Holy Spirit can do. Because darkness is hovering over the face of the deep. Ignorance is available. For God to start healing the earth, the first thing he does in verse 4, he says, let there be illumination. Do you realize some of you don't understand how deep, deep, deep this is? Do you realize that if you go down from the, the, the third verse, let there be light, and then you go, is it probably to the 14th verse, you realize that he creates what you call light. You, what you, you call light. Many of you actually call light. He says, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide day from night and let there be signs and for, let them be for signs and for seasons and days and years. And he says, and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made stars also. That is your definition. Many of you, when God said, let there be light, you think the sun came. That's that one. Your, your version is in verse 14. <laughs> Some of you, you began from verse 14. Creation. <laughs> Forgive our unbelief. Now, listen to me. When he said, let there be light, he was saying nothing can be created without a form of knowledge on earth. You might not see it physical, but without knowledge, nothing can be formed. And that is the knowledge that carries the wisdom that draws the difference. Which difference? Because that knowledge carries the mind of the Father to represent everything as is revealed to the earth for creation. So he says, let this be created. Let that be created. The spirit was available, but there was a necessity of that light to guide that light guides. The physical mind and spirit cannot comprehend this light. Now when he says that the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He has shined. Ye are the light. Eh? Ye are the light. You're everything the Holy Ghost needs to create. You're all the Holy Ghost needs. You're all, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You're all the Holy Ghost needs. All the Holy Ghost needs. You're all the Holy Ghost needs. You are all the Holy Ghost needs. Because you're the light now. It's not existent besides you. No, you're it, it is you. The light is you. You are the light of the world. I don't know whether you know what I'm trying to talk about here. When the devil sees you, he knows he's in trouble because he knows when the Holy Ghost is with this light, 
There is nothing impossible. Creation starts to take precedence. Things start to happen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I create things. Tell him, I create things. Even right now, I'm creating things in the spirit world. Hallelujah. Why? Because I carry knowledge. That's the essence of knowledge. Every time knowledge is availed to you, I want you to always understand the Holy Ghost is available to execute something. It doesn't matter how much the Holy Spirit is in you if you carry not knowledge. That is why his primary ministry is to teach you. He says, the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. He teaches us. He shows us the things that are free in God. Every teaching of the Holy Spirit on your life is freedom. And what is free for you? To create the reality, the full comprehension and appreciation of the things that were given you. That means that you were given too much, but you can only know it when you have the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can only connect to it when you have the Holy Ghost. Now it says that the anointing that you've received, the Bible says, he shall teach you all things. But as the same anointing, the Bible says, teaches you all things and it's truth. And it's not like, even as it has taught you, I, I hate it when they say it. I want to use he. Even as he has taught you, the Bible says, ye shall abide in him. Ye shall abide in him. Now look at how God thinks. Look at the, 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 the thought process of God. The Holy Spirit starts to teach you. As he teaches you, you abide in him. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Oh, what did he promise? What did he promise? Nothing shall be impossible with you. Now, the, the literal Greek word there for abide is stay present. You can attend service when you're not present with the Holy Ghost. He says, if you stay present with me, and I, my words, stay present with you. If I, if you abide in me, if you stay present in me, and my words stay present in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done. Now, I thank God that the KJV says, my words abide in you, not within you. It's not the word with you, it's the one in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not you with Christ, it's you in Christ. That's what I call the in Christ truths. You go in scripture and look for every in Christ truth. Every in Christ truth. Blessed with every spiritual blessing. Heavenly Christ says, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Look for the in Christ truths. They are beautiful. They are beautiful. It's not the weed, it's the in Christ. Somebody say amen. Now, I want to go a little bit now deeper again. So, the Bible is very clear here, and he has told us very well, that the same anointing as it teaches you. The Bible says, because he is truth and is no lie, even as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. You shall abide in him. Why, why aren't people abiding in the Holy Ghost? It's because they are not taught by the Holy Ghost. Deception here is now, a man starts to teach a man to desire to abide in the Holy Ghost. There is no teaching that ought to cause a man to desire to abide in the Holy Ghost. The only teaching distinctively is to cause a man to yield to the teaching of the Holy Ghost. That man shall abide because yielding, the Bible says, pacifieth offense. It does. And I'm 
talking about just the offense of stealing. And, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the examining of the things that are what? That are excellent. That you might not have offense on the day of Christ. I'm talking of that offense, the level of the offense of a man of responsibility because he has understood what has been put on him. I'm not talking about the basic offense of stealing a pen from your friend when you're working at your workplace. That is a very small thing. I'm talking of the offense that comes with knowing that you're supposed to know and there are things you're supposed to be doing because you know. That is offense that you don't do. Them. He that knoweth how or what to do but doeth it not, to him is what? Is sin. See, I want to learn to heal the sick. But if I know how to heal the sick and I cannot heal, yet I carry the knowledge, therein is offense. Therein is offense. So we're not supposed to be telling men, ah, love the Holy Spirit, desire him, be in his presence. That's nonsense. No, 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 no. You're supposed to primarily tell the man, look, learn from the Holy Ghost. Because if you learn from the Holy Ghost, he says, he will teach you to abide. The same. The Bible says, you shall abide in him. He, even as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. Even as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. Even if as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. That means you'll step present to the Holy Spirit as he continues to teach. But the deception now of men abiding in the presence of God is crumbed phrases. Cover interpretations of legal men trying to represent a relationship with God. When you find somebody saying, Oh, as in the presence of God for three days, what are you doing? What are you doing? Three days. No, no, no. I also speak in tongues. I also speak in tongues. But speaking in tongues for three days is not being in the presence, it's not being present with Him. Listen. Instruction in the things of the spirit is key. Because therein is understanding. If apocalypsis, unveiling of things, is not reconciled with understanding, it might appear like revelation, but it would be deception in the middle if it's not understood. One time I woke up in the morning and I wanted to just be with the Holy Spirit in my kind way many years ago. And then I said, okay, let me pray. The Holy Ghost told me, shut up. I say, what? I said, no. This is Jesus himself telling me, don't say anymore. If he tells me pray in tongues, I'll do. If he unctions my spirit to speak in tongues, I'll do. But if he doesn't unction my spirit to speak in tongues, I don't need to speak in tongues because he has not unctioned my spirit to speak in tongues. So I'm seated there. He tells me, you know what? I just want you to meditate. Don't even speak. I said, but you see, I'd already scrummed that when I'm going for a meeting, I first say, Ra-ba-ba-ba. those were my first years. Then I scream. Ah. You, see? And, you know, you pray until you can't even allow him to speak. Then you say, I was communing. You were talking. You came in his presence and talked for two hours and then you left. When I was trying to tell you, now, Mark, I'll send another Raise your hands, everyone. Receive the Holy Spirit. Then you go back again. I'm trying to talk to you. Can you first keep quiet and talk to me? Mark, listen. Mark, 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 Mark! I was trying to say. 
And I'm not saying I don't speak in tongues. But I speak to them. I speak in tongues or in other language when I'm inspired. That's what the Bible says. They speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. Many of you don't speak because the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. You speak because you know how to blab. You know how to open your mouth. Ah, speaking tongues. You start even mentioning diseases. Let me tell you. There's a difference when a man prompts their spirit to speak in tongues and when the Holy Ghost gives that man utterance. Those are two different things. Never confuse them. And there are people who don't even tell the difference anymore. They cannot tell the difference between them opening their mouth to speak because they can and the Holy Ghost giving them utterance. There were some disciples at Makere one time when I said that people here are speaking in fake tongues. I said, raise your hands. Demons came out of people. People I found speaking in tongues a couple of minutes later were rolling on the floor like snakes. But they were speaking in tongues. You think I'm, listen, me, I'm not intimidated because I found a man saying, no, 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 no. I'm attracted when I feel something inside a man before he even says something. And I say, mama, there's something on this person. It's supposed to be coming out of you without even doing anything. Even when you're smiling. Something is supposed to resonate out of your spirit, and somebody sees it and they say, Ay, yeah, 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 there's something about that guy. One time, when I was banking, some guy came and then he climbed the stairs, then he looked in the corner, then he looked at me, then he went back down. Then, after a few minutes, he came back again. He came, looked at me in the corner. I was not saying nothing, I was on the computer doing my work. Then he looked at me, then he went back down again. Then again, he looked at me. Then he went back down. Then he told somebody, there's something about the guy in the corner. There's something about the guy in the corner. This person like, what are you saying? Ah, there's something about the guy in the corner. So he says, what are you saying? We don't understand what you're saying. He says, no, 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 no. There's something about him. So the guy says, this guy says, oh, oh, you're speaking in tongues. Are you a Christian? Yeah, he's also a Christian. <laughs> tell anyone there's something about me. Tell him there's something about me. There's something. There's something. There's something. Even before you pray. Even before you pray. Even before you pray. That's why I told people, stop opening heaven. Leave under open heavens. You'll enjoy life. Some of you first, now we open heaven. Angels broke down. Angelics come. Power draw down and power does because you open heaven. For us, we don't open heaven anymore. We are walking under open heaven. He abideth in me as I in him. He has taught me to abide in him. He has taught me to stay present to him. Demonstration for me is not something I premeditate. It is something that so naturally comes because that's the principle of faith. The principle of faith has natural convulsions. They are just stirred up naturally in the spirit of a man which believes. They're not premeditated and forced out. If you're forcing to believe, you don't have faith. It doesn't matter how much you appear to be believing. Because men of rest are they which believe. We which have believed have entered into rest. And because we are functioning from that rest, 
We don't force anything. We don't force miracles. We don't force wonders. We don't force demonstration. We don't force anything. We don't even force prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we have believed. We have believed. We have believed. Do you know what it means to say no now? The works of God from the very beginning. The statement I made when we were beginning from the service. Do you know what it means to say none are the works of God from the very beginning? None are the works of God. Do you know what it means for to know the works? To know. <laughs> Let me say it. Let me say it simply. When the Bible says none unto God are all these works from the beginning of the world. Let me explain what I'm saying. Somebody came in this meeting, they are believing God for something. Right? God is not also with them believing. Are you hearing me? He knows what's going to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? That means that in fact and truth, there's a place where even your faith is a premeditation of God. That faith that causes you to receive. <laughs> Is a premeditation of the God who knows all his works because it's his faith operating in you. Not you believing just, but you believing him allows his faith to operate in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He knows what is going to happen after the end of this service. He knows what is going to happen in the next 15 minutes. Human beings are slow. They are moving step by step to see what is going to happen. God has called saints to be faster than human beings. Because this is love made perfect. That is the only way we can have confidence. For as he is, so are we in this world. It's the only way we can have confidence. When love is perfected, as he is, so are we. We carry the mind that already knows what is going to take place before it even takes place. That place is deeper than faith. It is knowledge. It is the knowledge that brings faith. Faith in that dispensation is of a slower and lower place than the knowledge. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Which word do you carry? Whoa, wait. I'm saying there is a place higher than faith. It's called knowledge. When you know the outcome of a sin, you no longer believe. Because you know. When you don't know, that's where faith works. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. When you have even seen the evidence. Now, that's what the Bible says that to God his works are known. God already knows what's going to take place. Your future is not supposed to be a mystery. You're not supposed to be seeking God for your next year. You're supposed to be knowing what's going to happen next year. You. You're supposed to be knowing. It doesn't mean nothing shocks me. I don't get Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. No, 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 no. I can't be shocked. Because I have the mind of Christ. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Eh? Somebody has got it. Another one hasn't. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you live in that dispensation, you realize that human beings are slow. You start to differentiate between a human being and a godly being. A child of God. We are faster. That is why I tell people, 
no person in the world should can and must be no no individual can of flesh and blood should be faster than a child of the spirit that's why he said you shall be the head and not the tail that's why he said you shall be above and not beneath why because you're always ahead of your peers if they don't know god do you know what that means it means that in everything prepare and condition your mind that you are ahead you are ahead you are ahead it doesn't matter whether the guy in the classroom got 90 and you got 65 you're still ahead of him <laughs> that's men rating you already have the rating of god head and not the tail above and not beneath upward and upward only that's who you are that's why me i don't get intimidated when i see the wicked thrive i know the end of it Oh, they're wicked men. They're driving nice cars. They're building houses. They continue to stay wicked. Listen, the Bible is very clear. <laughs> the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. What does the Amplified say? And he says, and the wealth, he says, of the sinner finds its way eventually. <laughs> it finds its way eventually into the hands of Apostle Grace. To whom it was laid up for. Put your name. The people I see working hard at night. But in my head I'm like. Hey, this one is working for me. <laughs> oh they are working for me. They are working for me. There are people who are working for you right now. They are, they are, they are, they are running in between on hotels. They are in offices stamping things. Come on ship the money but they don't know that this money eventually <laughs> will find its way back to you it will find its way back to you do you believe it do you believe it that's why i don't admire i cannot admire anybody who is blessed in this world and they are not born again i cannot because i know their end sometimes you know when we were growing up Childlike faith is important. When we were growing up, I remember we used to sit on different windows. Somebody sits this end, and then one sits this end. And then a car passes. You say, that one is mine. Then another one passes. That one is mine. Then another one passes. That one is mine. Then you wait for a nice one and say, aha, that one. Your friends say, oh, that one is mine. We possessed and bought without money. I'm like, hey, look at my car. He has even driven it badly. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> because all things are you. Say, so you're Christ. Why do you even worry? Something is happening in the spirit. Can I tell you what I just saw? When I was saying all things are yours, I saw the power of God. I saw somebody's spirit. I saw like a, like there were like four or five people. Their spirits just, they received it just like that. Put them down. Listen, their spirits just got it. You know, you can see in the spirit when a man gets something. You can see it. You can see it. They got it. They got it. Now, listen. Because I have learned the instance, the place of abiding in God. 
You know, there's a, there's a scripture many people mis- used to misinterpret when they read in Isaiah. Let me show you something in Isaiah. Chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah 10, verse 27. There's a scripture many people used to under- misunderstand. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Some people read that scripture as the yoke shall be destroyed by the anointing. That as though there is a deliberate mind for the anointing to meditate to destroy the yoke. Yet if you read that rendering very clearly, you realize the Bible says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I don't know that you get the difference. God is not saying that the anointing will turn to the yoke and destroy it. God is saying the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's a difference. The central attention of the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life cannot, should not, and will never even attend to a yoke or a burden. Because its attention, the attention of the Holy Spirit inside you, yokes and burdens are too small for the Holy Spirit to give attention to destroy. No. It's the other way around. It's the yokes and burdens being destroyed because... You are anointed. Okay, let me make it simpler. You're not going to be delivered because there's an anointing available for you to be delivered. No. You are delivered because you are anointed. The central mind of the spirit of God and his anointing does not even focus on yokes and burdens. If you're a guy like seven foot tall, right? Seven or eight, seven, seven point five. And he goes to the gym and he's big like this. Are you hearing me? And then there's a little kid who is like five or six months. And this six month year old baby is biting his heel. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's different if a dog is biting his heel. If a dog is biting his heel, he has the mind to say, okay, even though I'm stronger than it, it has the muscle to bite me. Therefore, he can turn back and fight. That's not the anointing. The anointing is likened to a seven-foot-tall giant who is muscled. And a little six-month-year-old kid without teeth trying to bite you. That is least of your attention. List of your attention. Because you know there is nothing in this child's gun that can harm even a, an air, a piece of a piece of hair on you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not there to attend to what is disturbing you. No, 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 no. He's there to attend to God, to teach you God. Because, because He's teaching you, the things around you start to break. Because of the anointing. Not because the anointing turned its attention from God and started to be directed to disease. There is no day the Holy Spirit leaves his eye from the bottomless things of God and his primary ministry to teach you to address the devil. No, the devil knows his place when he meets the anointing. That is how a Christian ought to live. You're supposed to live a life that does not have any attention to the devil. That's eternal life. To know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. Get to a point where one thing and only you seek for. One thing you seek in this one life. 
It's just to know the Holy Ghost. Who is he? Who are you? Okay, you slept angry. Ignore it. Who is he? Listen. Oh, I feel pain here. Yes. Who is the Holy Spirit? But some of you, you feel a little pain in the side. And then your eyes are gotten off Christ. And the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And then you turn the attention to what is paining. Then you spend one week. Leave in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. I command you, leave. I command you, leave. I command you, leave. I command you, leave. You're trying to destroy by the anointing what is supposed to be destroyed because of the anointing. I don't know if I made sense. Your primary place here is to keep on learning and understand the things that are freely given. Set your eyes on things above. That is what the Bible says. Fix your eyes on things above. Put your the eyes on the things up there. He says, set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. Not on the elements on the earth. He tells you whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they have any praise in them. He says, eh, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue in them, and if there be any praise, he says, Think on these things. Stop thinking of your job. Stop thinking of your marriage. Stop spending nights in the bed saying, who will marry me? Stop having sleepless nights saying, who will bail me out? I'm too indebted. Oh God, how will I come out of it? That is why you're never going to come out of it. Because now you set your eyes of Christ and started observing lying vanities. You're forsaking the source of your mercy. You're ignoring the God who has to be with you and through all these things. In fact, if you continue only beholding those things, these others will break because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Thank you. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be understanding. Stop wasting 20 hours thinking, my job, oh my job, oh my car, oh my husband, oh my wife, oh, oh, oh my God, my ministry, yesterday, we didn't get money enough. Oh, no, 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 no. Fix your eyes on things above. He didn't say fix your eye on things high. <laughs> he said fix your eyes on things above. Take your eyes to another dimension. Where Christ is. That's where you're supposed to be speaking from. He says for our conversations. Are in heaven. We speak from the heavenly places. From whence we look. From whence we look. We see things from a higher plane. We're supposed to be drawing men from down to come up thither. We're not supposed to be looking at the down circumstances. I know what you're going through is too painful. Get your attention off your boy taking drugs. And put your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes off that man who is drunk and put your eyes, fix them up on Christ. Put them in the Holy Ghost and just be ready to be amazed and surprised at the things that are freely given unto you by the Holy Ghost of which things we speak, things we set forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but by the Holy Ghost. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual language. Spiritual things 
with spiritual language. In other words, we seek the restoration, the reconciliation of the things we see in the spirit to put them to a language a man of the spirit can understand because that is key. That some of you, you're looking at what you're going through. You sit two hours thinking about rent. What will be of me, my God? I've prayed for my children for so long. Lord, why aren't you changing my son? Why aren't you changing my daughter? Why aren't situation change, situations changing with my wife? God, why is it that I've tried to believe for the healing of my son or my husband or my wife and I've failed to get their healing? It's because you've got your attention off the most important thing and put it off the list, on the list of important things. Get your attention and affection off this nonsense. Look to the Holy Ghost who teaches you every other day. Because his primary ministry is to teach you to abide in him. To stay present to him. Not to stay present to death. Not to stay present to poverty. Not to stay present to weakness. Not to stay present to your disease. Some of you, you are so present to these things. How do I know you're present? You give them attention. You attend to these things. If you are here and you have lost weight and sleep because of issues, you're the one I'm talking about. Get your affection of those things and start to observe truth. Start to observe the Holy Ghost. As you continue to observe, you remember the song, Look and live, my brother, live. Look to Jesus now. And this recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It's only that you and me. Sing it again. Look at me. Look at me, my brother. Look to Jesus now and believe it's recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It's only look and Tell the devil I'm never going to look at my situation another day. I am done. So done. Tell the devil I am so done. I'm so done. I'm done. Look at the Holy Ghost. Are you ready to receive an invitation? Wherever you are, just put up your hands. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now something is going to happen. If somebody falls on you, screams on you, rolls on you, please understand it's the Holy Ghost. Don't be ashamed. He's here to save. Are you ready? Right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody is receiving an impartation. How be the Bible says we do impart this wisdom to them which are full of age. Take it in the name of Jesus. Start to speak in other tongues. Start to speak in other tongues. 
Come on, start to speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. Start to speak in other tongues. Wherever they fall, bring them in front. Don't be intimidated by power. You can't run away from power. Oh, speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. Start right now to recreate by knowledge what darkness destroyed. Come on. Come on, speak in other tongues. Your family is restored. Your marriage is restored. Your children are restored. Your business is restored. There is somebody here. You suffered a great loss. A great loss. You literally lost everything. But that said the Lord. Because of the anointing. Restoration comes. Listen, I feel the grace to restore things that have been dead. Things that look like people gave up on long ago. Power of the Holy Ghost! The anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God restores your ministry. The anointing of God restores your womb. There is a woman here. You have been barren. God restores you. There's another one. Even your uterus was cut out. God restores you. Come on somebody raise your voice and start to speak to God. Whichever language you can use. Speak restoration. Speak restoration. Say because I'm anointed. I cannot be sick. Because I'm anointed. I cannot fail. Because of the anointing. I cannot be slowed. Because of the anointing. I go higher. And I go above. Because of the anointing. I want to hear everybody in this room raise their voice. Like a mighty wind. Hey. Come on raise your voice.
disease. Hypertension leaves right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree and we declare that disease is leaving you. Your ministry is restored. Your family is restored. There's somebody with a deaf ear, the left deaf ear. God is opening your ear right now in the name of Jesus. Open in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're here and you have a body part that is not balanced, receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody declare these words in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. I walk in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost walks in me. Say in the name of Jesus. He teaches me every day. And the same teaching makes me abide in him. Say in the name of Jesus. I don't fail. I will never fail. I cannot fail. Say in the name of Jesus. I look on things upward. I set my affection on things above. In the name of Jesus. The things I see are pure. The things I see are lovely. The things I see are of good report. In the name of Jesus. The things I see are of praise. Say in the name of Jesus. The things I see are honest. The things I see are lovely. They are of virtue. In the name of Jesus. I think of these things. Say in the name of Jesus. I regard not my circumstances. I don't regard anything that exalts itself against my knowledge. Oh Jesus, my life is changing. Say like a minister, my life is changing. My life is changing. My ministry is changing. My vision is changing. My business is changing. Now I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand of praise because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Come on, clap for Jesus like it has worked. Clap for Jesus like it has worked. I'll give you another opportunity to clap. I say clap for Jesus like you've received an answer. this space give me a few days you're going to be shocked in the name of Jesus what is going to happen in my life in a few days is a wonder tell your neighbor it's a wonder it's a wonder gentiles shall come to my rising in the name of Jesus kings arise to this light in the name of Jesus, I'm changing governments. I'm changing institutions. I'm changing Kampala. My family is changing. In the name of Jesus. Now give me one minute before you move out. We need to do the most sensitive thing. Wow, are you feeling the atmosphere? Listen, there are things, and I've just had the Holy Ghost tell me, there are things that don't have names. The spirit world has no names for them. But they are living every man at the sound of my voice. They are walking out of your life. 
I'm seeing things lift off individuals. Power. 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 I don't care what they say. I don't care what your witch doctors say or your funny aunties in witchcraft say. Witchcraft is not your story. You're not going to die in the name of Jesus. Listen, there are things that don't have names. Like the young man who went to the doctor and they couldn't find what was killing him. Yet he was paralyzed. Those things don't have names. But there's a solution for them. Do you remember the story I read in Luke chapter 11? Let me show you something I never want you to forget. You remember when he said, how many of you to whom the Lord will not give the Holy Spirit if you ask? You remember that? Can you go back to that scripture? Now, I want to show you something special here. Now, the Bible says, next verse, I don't even plan to share that, but let me share for somebody. And he was casting out a devil and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb speck and people wondered. Now listen. He cast out a devil and it was damned. It didn't have a name, but it was a damned devil. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are coming out. He cast out a devil and it was damned. It wasn't its name. He just identified its problem. People who are damned. They just have damn devils. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just cast out the devil which is dumb, and the person starts speaking. Because God has never created dumb people. Recently there's a lady, I don't know that she's here. Her child was dumb and deaf. I just remember telling the spirit, you, deaf spirit, lose this child. Just like that. And he left so the problem is not nobody's born deaf, nobody's born dumb, nobody's born crippled. No. They're just spirits, crippled spirits that sit on them. They're just blind spirits that sit on them. They're just dumb spirits that sit on them. If you tell the blind spirit to lose, they lose. But some people say, you spirit of blindness. It doesn't have the power to cause blindness. No. It just has the power to set on the man who is, who is seeing and then they become blind. If you rebuke the blind spirit, if you got this, you're going to open eyes. And the dumb are going to speak. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Some things don't have names. They just have characteristics. They're just spirits of darkness. But I've seen those leave. Her life can't be the same again. Even if she wants... Hallelujah. Thank you for coming. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, give me one minute only. I want to conclude this. If you're here and you're not born again and you want to accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, put up your hand wherever you are. You say, Wow, come. Bring them for me. Come. Come, brother, come. Hey! Hey! Now you people who have come, I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart that you died and rose again. 
today I believe with my heart that you're the only true son of God that you died and rose again you are my savior and lord of my life amen the message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International for more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.